Go ahead, Lou. Oh, I thought you were running the review show. Okay. Oh, okay. I can do that. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to <laughs> Random Shatter. We're all kinds of a mess today. Let me we change the show logo here. We are professional. It's right. The wrong show logo, too. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Random Shatter. We had our Force Chatter logo up there. Um, if you listen to our Star Wars shows, you should know that we've done some rebranding there. You're going to want to check out Echo Base 245. Right at the beginning of the show, we talk about what's going on. So don't miss that. But hi, guys. Um we're here to do our review show and, and talk about what we've been watching recently, what we would recommend you watch, and what we might recommend you stay away from. And not just watching, but I think we've got at least uh, one book review in here as well. Um, but welcome to Random Cheddar. How are you guys doing tonight? Lou, how are you doing? I am doing great. Yeah? Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Sunday evening, and uh, we're talking Star Wars and pop culture, so yeah. Yeah, what what more could you want other than maybe some like bigger news items? <laughs> <laughs> that's we're true. We're also doing a news show after this, but that's okay. That's okay. Tim, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I I, I too uh, am am excited. Um, we're we're going to talk. Uh, I, I think a, a little bit in the upfront on the news episode what we're doing with the Star Wars stuff, which has me like. Partly bummed, partly excited, but yeah, you know, stick around for the next episode, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about that for a bit. Yeah, um, I'm going to start out with with one thing that I'm very excited to get to review. I I got a uh, a Christmas present this year. Um, I didn't actually get it; it wasn't here on Christmas. It it just came, but I got an Oculus Quest Two VR headset. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I'm not going to go in and like review all the games and stuff right here. I might do some YouTube videos where I show footage of some of the games and, and do some reviews. Um, I've got a lot of stuff that I haven't actually gotten to play yet. Uh, Vader Immortal. Um, I've got uh, Star Wars Squadrons on my gaming computer, which I can run through the headset. It's a standalone device, but then you can also plug a USB-C cable into it and use it like... Um, the Oculus Rift or, you know, like a tethered VR headset to a gaming rig. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of like two systems in one. I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm, I'm surprised it, it's, um, there's some technology further down the road with VR headsets. That's not quite out there yet. Um, so I think in about two to three years, there's going to be like the next leap in generation, but Right now, uh, I mean, VR headsets used to be about $1,000. Mm -hmm. And then you had to have a really powerful gaming rig, a gaming PC that, you know, could be another 1000 or more dollars. Sure. And the Oculus Quest 2, which is higher resolution than a lot of these other VR headsets I'm talking about that people have paid $1,000 for, or at least, you know, recently they've been like $599, $699. Wow. 99 is not bad. And it's a standalone device. And you don't have to have all of these like weird tracking camera things. Remember like Xbox Connect, you had to have the little cameras in front of your television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the Wii, you had a little IR sensor bar down there in front of it. Nothing. You've got the two handheld um, controllers and then you've got the VR headset and you can literally just start walking down the street with it, which I would not recommend. But <laughs> you don't have to have, you're not tethered to anything. Okay. So uh, it, it's really good. I'm, I'm, you, you know, along the same lines as the new technology, I, I mentioned in the last show that I've been kind of cleaning out boxes in my attic. I found my old PS3 and my old PS2. Yeah? Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I opened a box, I'm like, PS2, wow. <laughs> you know, vintage gaming is a thing right now. It, it's really coming back. There are stores that are brick and mortar stores that are dedicated just to vintage gaming. Cool. PS2, PS3, um, some of them going as far back as in television, ColecoVision, Atari wow, 2600. ColecoVision. Yeah, and there's a lot of emulators now that you can get for the old Nintendo and Sega systems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a thing. So you can probably still get games for those if you wanted to, Lou. I'll have to look, yeah. I'll see what I got. <laughs> well, I would recommend the Oculus Quest 2. And if anybody out there listening has one, hop in our Discord server because... Um, you know, you can do it's it's not just gaming either. You can do I've I've edited show notes in a virtual environment. Um hmm. it, it's it's uh, you can do productivity stuff. You can have like multiple virtual screens up while you're like sitting in a spaceship or like in a 
winter lodge with the crackling fire, things like that. You can watch movies, including 3D movies, uh, in a theater, and you can create your own room and send invite codes to other people with Quest headsets. That's wild. So, like, the three of us could do a watch together where we're Mm. there in a virtual theater together, watching on what appears to be an IMAX-sized movie screen. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Since we can't go to a theater anyway. Huh? Since we can't actually go to a theater, that looking pretty cool. And you can't go to a theater. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually buy tickets to movies in this. There's like a, a theater lobby where you can show up and there's other people in the lobby and you can, they're doing, uh, they've got Top Gun in 3D. They've got the Star Trek movies in 3D. They've got, I think they've got Ready Player One in 3D. Wow. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. So um, it's good stuff. There, there's one catch, one little tiny thing I don't like about it. The government might be fixing this if That's so scary. it would be the government doing something useful for once um oculus is owned by facebook mm. um but i don't use my facebook account for anything anything I, I use my facebook account to have my name on a facebook account so nobody else takes my name on a facebook account Mm. That, that's not me. I'm just, I'm parking my name there. So the fact that I have to use that for my Oculus Rift or Oculus Quest account, I don't care. Mm-hmm. They're not getting any additional information from me. I'm not posting stuff, but, but that is one thing. If you've got, like, if you're very anti-Facebook, like I am, um, just be aware of, of that little, little detail. But okay. Anyway. I'll come back to my my other picks for the week later. Lou, what have you been watching recently? Well, in preparation for Movie Shatter this coming week, mm-hmm. um, I watched Tenet. Okay, for the first um, time? Something, yes, yes. Something I was excited to watch. I, I really oh. wanted to see it in a the theater and then, you know, COVID and uh, so forth. I, well, and I was a bit worried after what you said about the audio, right? Yeah. And um, I, I am... I'm actually watching it for the second time um, on my iPad with subtitles. Good. Mm. And the combination of seeing it for the second time and subtitles, I'm like, oh, my God, what a world of difference. Right. Um, the, the, the audio issues you talked about in theater were definitely the same in, in home oh. theater as well. Interesting, um, because we didn't like have audio issues really so, when we so watched I, it here. Lou has much better bass reproduction. Well, I mean, so the the I, I bought the version on iTunes, um, so I could get a full 3D surround sound, um, not 3D, but you know, a full surround sound experience. Mm-hmm. And um, it does, you know, I, I looked on my my Dunn app as I'm watching it. It does give me all three channels across the front, gives me the four channels in the back, plus my my subwoofer. And the the audio was so low for the vocals, really that. You almost couldn't hear the vocals, and that's huh, why it was yeah. it was tough. To, I'm like, they're explaining what the movie's about. I'm like, I can't hear what you're saying. If I turn it right. up, the minute something happens, like explosion wise, I think a car just <laughs> ran through the side of my house. Like, like, it could so, be worse though. If it were a confusing movie, and you actually needed to listen <laughs> to the dialogue, then you'd be you'd be screwed. Yeah, it but could no, be. That was yeah, exactly that same way in the theaters too. Right, and, yeah. and at one point towards the end of the movie, and we watched it last night. Um, or no, a couple nights ago. Um, and towards the end of the movie, when you know everything's kind of coming to a head, and there's a lot of excess audio stuff going on, mm-hmm. it was very loud in my living room. It wasn't turned up that, that loud. I'm like, wow, okay. And there wasn't a lot hmm. of talking at the end, so it wasn't that bad. But um, yeah, I definitely noticed it was it was tough to listen to. And then yeah. going through it a second time on the iPad, even with the sound turned way down, so I wouldn't hear. So you almost can't hear any of the vocals. I can hear all the all the audio, but not the vocals. With the subtitles, I'm like, oh, this makes it a whole lot easier to understand when I can read what's going on. I'm like, wow, okay. Right. Um, and plus, having seen it the second time, and I did, you, you had mentioned, um, Eric, I should uh, go check out some of the new Rockstar stuff on YouTube. And yeah. his, his was very good. I watched his right after we watched the episode, or watched the movie, because um, I knew he does some really good stuff. And um, yeah, that helped a little bit, but not... Entirely. I mean, I think there's still some questionable time travel stuff going on as far okay. as how it's explainable. I hope I'm you looking took forward some notes to, then. Um, taking Shatter. notes in the second time through. Yeah. 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 
So, so I'm looking I forward to talking about it on Movie Chatter. Yeah, it should be fun. I think it's a good movie, and it definitely is in line with uh, Christopher Nolan's typical yeah, kind of mind-messing sorts of, of things. Um, I will say, yeah, the audio thing, this might be the only big-budget movie that actually is better on a crappy sound system. Um, not that, like, anybody who... Like like Tim, you said it was fine for you. I'm not saying you have a crappy sound system, but I'm saying that uh, the the better sound system you have, the probably the more difficult it's going to be, hmm. audio wise. Um, I I will say that uh, yeah, new rock stars they've got some really good trailer breakdowns and movie explanations. He also does a lot of theories. He does a lot of MCU theories. He does a lot of Star Wars theories. And it's kind of fun because some of them are just bonkers. They're like way out there. But then sometimes he gets stuff like right, you know, he hits the nail right on the head. Um, so uh, and he um, he also does a, a thing at the end of the year where they go back and review all of the things that didn't work out over the last year. So he's honest about it, too. I like that. But okay, so if you're good. watching Tenet, two things. Search YouTube for new rock stars. Watch the one for the second trailer where he breaks down the trailer because about four minutes into it, he explains how time travel works in this movie. And it's based on a real principle okay. regarding entropy and a, a real concept that uh, is physically manifested in the movie. And he picked this up from freeze framing one of the, the things in the trailer that had a whiteboard in the background and zoomed in on it and looked wow. at the formulas and the diagrams and looked up the formulas <laughs> online wow. and he nailed it. It was a hundred percent on like some of the speculation about, Oh, huh. this character must be wanting to rescue this other person. He wasn't on about all of that. He had a pretty good, I mean, he was pretty close, but the time travel theory, he gives you, okay, here's the equation. On the whiteboard, here's the equation in real life. Here's some diagrams about you've got the red particles here and the blue particles here, and they're separate. But if, you know, you get this other thing happen, then they mix and it does this and okay. nailed it. And it helped hmm. so much for understanding the nature of the time travel stuff in the movie. You didn't have to get like the full scientific understanding of it. You just had to get the basic concept. So mm -hmm. breakdown of the second trailer, and then he does a breakdown of the actual movie itself after the movie is released that is is pretty good too and it explains the timelines for the four main characters in the film yeah that that's the one i watched i watched that one after i saw the movie okay and and i'll say this i mean i'm looking forward to really talking about this in detail on the show on tuesday tuesday right we're doing i think yeah i should have picked thursday but we're doing tuesday after work yeah. either way mm. um the 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 movie is one of these things where Time travel is not the. I don't, it, 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 it's not a character in its own right. It, it, it's it's happening, yeah. but you don't even have to understand the time travel to get kind of what's going on in, in the story. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like it's it's complicated. They give you enough information to let you know what's going on and make you feel comfortable with it, and you don't have to hurt yourself to try to understand. That. Uh, everything's going on time travel wise right to enjoy the movie i think i would agree with that and it's a very unique take on time travel it, it's not yeah. it, it's not like all of a sudden they're teleporting back to the 1950s like you see in back to the future or something mm -hmm. it, it's a very unique take on it yeah it's, it's good um it, it it was interesting um, I, I will admit that kind of in the in the second act, I zoned out a little bit because it was getting kind of monotonous. Um, yeah, there are some flaws, but I, mm. I in the third, the third act picked me up again because that's where things started to coalesce. And I was right. like, oh, now I see what happened in the first act and why they did that and yeah. what happened yep. here. And there was this really interesting thing that I saw that they didn't explain. But, oh, now they do. So right. in the third act, it did come together. Um, a lot of the, I while I can appreciate the the mechanics of the time travel concept that they had in there, I think um, especially in the 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 last, not the last scene, but the last big thing in the movie, um, uh -huh. it was a little distracting because there was so much of it. Um. 
in terms of like environmental stuff, not the things the characters were going through, but the environmental stuff. And that was a little because it's like, okay, I get it. I kind of liked it, though, because it was kind of like, wait a minute. What? So what's going on with this building now? Like it was kind of uh, it it gave you a little puzzle to figure out as it Mm -hmm. went along. But yeah, I I can see where It, it, it was interesting. It's I it's something I would watch again. Um, the movie it, is so much better the second time. Even what you just described, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's better the second time. The first time it is a little messy. The second time, and if you watch it with yeah. subtitles, oh my god! Yeah, what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I and I I don't mean this to sound negative because I don't mean it negative at all. But I would watch it again. I would watch it a second time, not for enjoyment, but to better understand it. If, 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 if that makes sense, just because there was so much going on in the movie, I, I need to, mm-hmm. I need to pull that stuff together better. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm sure that the end result will be me enjoying the movie more, which like I, like I said, I, I, I did enjoy it, but there was a yeah. lot going on and it's like, you have the cerebral part and the action part. And there was so much overlap that, yeah, in the second act, I just kind of like, nope, I tuned out. Yeah, and that's something Christopher Nolan does quite a bit. I mean, I had the same problem with Interstellar. Um, Even the Batman movies, the middle acts for some of those were a Mm -hmm. bit rough. They kind of dragged Mm -hmm. on a little bit. Christopher Nolan. Interstellar was a little rough, yeah. Yeah, and in Inception even, the middle act of Inception was rough. Christopher Nolan just has a hard time in act two. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, Inception kept me riveted to the screen the entire time. I, really? I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie, and that was when I kept on the edge of my seat trying to think, "What's going on now?" You know? Yeah, yeah. I loved it, but you have to admit it was it the pacing slowed down. It wasn't necessarily bad pacing. It, but did. it was much it slower down. in Act Two. Yep. The the difference yep. in the pacing was further apart than it is in a lot of other movies. Yeah, or a lot of other yep. directors. So. Yep. Yeah, so I'll give you that. And a character development in this movie, very much not a character movie. No. So in fact, they never even give the main guy a name. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. He's literally called the protagonist. Yes. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, um, Elizabeth Debicki, uh, Robin pointed out, uh, she basically plays exactly the same character that she played in um, Night Manager. Oh, if, if I don't you ever, yeah, if you, it was uh, uh, an AMC, was Laurie movie, right? yeah, with Hugh Laurie and with um, um, Tom Hiddleston, it was a three episode, oh. four episode uh, limited series and yeah. really insanely well done. And she played the uh, disenchanted wife of the rich husband. Hmm. Same freaking roles, like some of the <laughs> scenes. Robin's like the, the same thing that she did in that, <laughs> like really I funny. But I, 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 I like Elizabeth Debicki. I, I think she's she's really good yeah. and she she nails it. She does really well. And that uh, Kenneth guy who played the bad guy, he might actually have a career. <laughs> he might. Yeah, he's done. It was okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some coaching maybe under his belt, and he'll he'll do pretty well. And um, you know, Batman did a pretty good job too. Oh yeah. So, yeah, not not the other Christopher Nolan Batman, the the new no. Batman, the, the new Batman. Yeah, yeah. Batman, not yeah. the old Batman, who might be the new <laughs> Batman. Except now, we found out that the new Batman, the old Batman, is no longer the new Batman. Correct, and that was just a myth. <laughs> Go watch DC like Talk. Old yeah. Coke, new Coke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I watched that. Um, I also um, finished uh, the flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And how was it? That. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that great? Uh, it was such. It was a lot of fun. It's like it's a good train wreck. Yep. And Kelly Coco does a great job. She is oh, a good actress. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always liked her in Big Bang Theory, but I didn't know she had that kind of range, and she did a good job. Totally. Totally. Okay. Yeah, I mean, in Big Bang, she's it's she's very superficial in that. Um, mm-hmm. Both, I mean, that's kind of the intent of of her character, uh, and plus right. it's a it's a sitcom. I mean, that's kind of it's all you sitcom. get. Yeah. What you in this, right. it's just I mean, she 
grabs this whole show and runs with it. And I mean, and there's a great mm-hmm. supporting cast in it, but yeah, she's mm-hmm. she does an incredible job. It's a great, like I said, it's a terrific train wreck. There's a couple storylines that I was kind of like, why they even bring this into this story? But it overall was very good. Season two, I think, is where those storylines are going to coalesce. Maybe, you know, because I wasn't sure what they were doing with why they even needed to have the one for. um, uh, What's her name? Rosie um, Perez's character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, why is this even here? But okay, whatever. But yeah, I see where it could be going, and I was I was I was glad with how they ended the the season, because mm-hmm. um, at first I think to myself, okay, even if they just end this and this is they wrap up this one storyline, and it's it's a it's a season one and done, I'm happy because it's good. it is yeah. a good good story. Absolutely, but they left it open, and I yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm yeah. a happy boy. Yeah, good. lots of fun. Uh, otherwise, I haven't been doing a lot of other new stuff. I did start reading uh, Light of the Jedi which is the first um, novel in the High Republic um, stuff, I guess you'd say, coming from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and thoroughly enjoying that. Thoroughly enjoying it so far. Good. It's it's Star Wars that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I mean, I grew up with Luke Skywalker. I love that saga. I love it. But I also love the fact that it's a much bigger galaxy and I want to see mm-hmm. other parts of it. So I'm yep. I'm very excited about this. I was on the fence about High Republic for a while, but now that we're getting content from it, it it's turning out really good. Yeah, I mean, I was on the fence because I was like, I, I have no idea what they're doing with this. It's only set, what, 300 years before the events of the stories were, 200 yeah. years before the events of the stories we're, we're used to hearing about. And I'm like, that's not enough space to give us time to do something. But right. so far, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy. Yeah. It's been good so far. And that's it for me. All right. Um, I'll go next because mine's going to be pretty short. Um, I've mainly been catching up on uh, stuff. Um, I think I think I talked about the stand last week. Yes. Um, we mentioned okay. it, yeah. So, so that's continued to be good, and, and I would continue to recommend it. E- each episode is is uh, maintaining that consistent quality. And I like the fact that they are mm-hmm. kind of, they're, they're doing the timeline for the, for the beginning of act two, and then they're kind of flashing back to act one. And then they're going back to present time in act two, and they're flashing back to act one. So it doesn't, you don't get that drag at the beginning of the story, which is a different take on it than from the novel and the other two TV series that we've seen. And, and I think that this works better. I, I, I like okay. how they have this set up. Um, the other thing I've started watching is Another Life on Netflix. And I've been putting this off because Netflix has been kind of rough when it comes to canceling series. Mm. They'll, yeah. they'll throw a season out there. And it can be really good, but maybe it'll get a second season and maybe it won't. And there have been some other sci-fi stuff they've done that, that didn't. And uh, as soon as they uh, announced that this was getting a second season, and then within like a week of that announcement, a coworker of mine said, hey, um, I don't watch nearly the amount of stuff you do, but you should check this out. So I did. I'm not too far into it. I'm maybe three or four episodes into it. This is the show with Katie Sackoff and uh, there's a a structure that lands on Earth and they're trying to communicate with it. They, they don't really know what's going on with it and uh, they have to, it, it's set in the near future. So they've got to send this ship out. They do have FTL um, travel. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly in the early days of FTL travel. Um, so they, they have to send the spaceship out to this area of space where it came from to try to investigate and, and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so Katie Sackoff is <clears throat> the commander of this ship, though she's not normally the commander of this ship. The guy who's normally the commander of this ship and this crew is now her second so that doesn't go that well. Her husband is one of the researchers dealing with the anomaly back home uh, with their daughter. And so there's um, a storyline going on there, too. So far, it's really good. It's 
I'm really impressed with the writing. There were a lot of moments just in the first two to three episodes where I was like, oh, wow, they went there with that. Like there were moments that are predictable and it's like, okay, it's just like every other show I've seen where they do this. They're going to do that. And they go in a completely different direction. Hmm. It's way more honest and it works and it sets up like crazy plot twists and cliffhangers. And uh, you remember we talked about Ozark before where like there were just so many cliffhangers and they kept getting Mm -hmm. like painted into a corner over and over again. Mm -hmm. Not that that style of writing and and definitely not that those themes or tones, but just as effective in doing that thing. They're really good with with the cliffhangers and and all of these like holy crap moments Hmm. in the show. I'm I'm really taken aback by it. I should have checked this out much sooner. So, okay. um, that, well, that would yeah, be a really strong you have, recommendation. You for have me. me intrigued. Yeah. In fact, pretty much everything else I've watched, like I said, is, has been like me catching up on stuff. I, I've, I've caught a couple of things here or there with, with one exception that I know Tim's going to get to. So I'm, I'm going to piggyback on his. I'm going to leave it at that for this week. I'm just going to say my one recommendation is another life and pretty much anything else I have to talk about. Is isn't really worth recommending in light of that? Like, just that's my okay. one focus I want to give to you, to you guys out there. And then I'm going to piggyback on on some of Tim's stuff too. So, Tim, take it away. Yeah. Uh, well, I I know that I gushed uh, last week about Lovecraft Country. Finished season one um, a, a few days ago. Really, really happy with it. It was fantastic. They have not yet announced that there's going to be a season two, but pretty much everyone feels there's that there is going to be one. Be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with how much they put into that and, uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm really hoping that there is, and whether it's and with the same Max is doubling down on their streaming service in general. Yeah. And this was so successful and so critically acclaimed that I guarantee they will announce a second season. Yeah. And I mean, they have a great cast, so they could continue on with, with largely the same cast. Um, they could also like jump time periods too, and I think be totally successful with it. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, let's see. History of Swear Words uh, came oh out on, on, okay. on Netflix. Yeah. Um, oh, I want to uh, see that. Is that good? No. Go, um, yeah, um, it's, go ahead. It's all right. It's, I mean, they're, they're, each episode is what, like 20 minutes, Eric? Yeah. Um, yeah which 10, is actually probably 10. a little bit too long for each episode, to be honest. It's, I agree. It's, it's funny. Um, I forgot that was uh, coming out. It's a little tedious. To be completely honest with you, if you I watch agree. the first episode, which is the F word, that's really all you have to watch. Like that's the funniest episode after that. It kind of drops oh, off really. Cause that's the only one I've watched so far. And if they're all downhill from there, <laughs> yeah, don't watch the anymore. Like the S word, the B word. Um, yeah. I mean, like there's, they don't get into like, there's some heavier things that they, they don't get into. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you though. It was like, so here's the thing. There was, Interesting content in that episode. They get into the etiology of the word and where it came from. And a lot mm-hmm. of people think they know where that word came from and they don't. Right. Um, and that was interesting. Yeah. And then, so that that's the historical education side of it. The entertainment industry side of it. That was interesting too. Like back in the 80s and stuff, you, you could only have like one F-bomb in a movie Mm-hmm. For it to be R-rated, and if you got into two or three, like Eddie Murphy had a, a, a stand-up comedy special that was released in theaters, then they wanted to give it NC-17, or actually, I think an X rating, um, because he dropped f bombs a lot, right? Which um, is how all that so, stuff eventually ended up on HBO, <laughs> right? Because exactly. like they, yeah, because they basically weren't regulated, so right, right, yeah. So um, they get into that a little bit. The problem is interspersed with that. Or all of these little comedy segments that just aren't that funny. They're very forced. And of course, it's got Nicolas Cage doing the the pseudo masterpiece theater yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm. Uh, kids, kids, kids ask, ask parents. your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Watch the first episode because there's 50% of it is solidly good content. Yeah. The other yeah. 50% is solidly trash. 
And then, yeah, I, Tim, I, so I'm in full agreement with you. I just didn't realize that the other episodes aren't that great. Then I, I don't. Yeah, take and, it off my list. and we only watch a couple episodes past that, and it's um, I mean they're 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 okay. I mean you still certainly will laugh, but there's also a lot of like yawners. Yeah. So yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, yep. Let's see. We watched uh, the Professor and the Madman, which is something that we've seen um, promoted the last few times we've been perusing uh, Amazon Prime. What is uh, that? So this is a movie, um, it's, it, it's a period piece. You may not be interested. Um, <laughs> you lost me at period piece. Go on. Uh, Mel Gibson, Sean Penn, Natalie Dormer, uh, probably very, very possibly the best performance of Sean Penn I have ever seen. Okay. Like knocked it out of the park. Um, mm. it is, it, the premise sounds boring as hell. It is the formation of the first Oxford English Dictionary. Can we go back okay. to history of swear words? <laughs> I was going to talk like the English lexicon and, uh, you know, so, ideology and vernacular. It, it actually it, words. It is, it is based on a true story. Um, the way that the story is told is actually really fantastic. It is, it's got good drama. It's funny. It's, it's written very well. The pacing is actually very good. Like you would expect, like I, we resisted it the first few times it popped up. It's like, we, we kept reading the description. We're like, no, 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 no. I, I will t- seriously, one of the best performances of Sean Penn I've ever seen, if not the best, mm-hmm. like freaking amazing. Um, okay. He, he, he plays someone who, um, basically went paranoid schizophrenic from like major PTSD from the civil war. Uh, and like totally over the edge. Um, and he just incredible, absolutely incredible, uh, plays it really well. Also mm-hmm. watched, um, here's another period piece. We watched Mank. Uh, this is a, <laughs> this, uh, takes us back to, uh, late thirties, early forties. Uh, it was basically the writing of Citizen Kane, and uh, so you've got Orson Welles and you have Herman Mankiewicz, who was the writer. Herman Mankiewicz was—he uh, was an alcoholic. He was like constantly over the edge on stuff, and basically got himself blackballed in Hollywood. So it's actually really interesting look at. Um, you look at the the uh, the studio system in Hollywood and all that stuff. And you had a lot of people getting blackballed then because, you know, some people were branded as communists. We hit you had other people who were uh, because they were somehow associated with the Nazis or you had other stuff. This guy, Mankiewicz, he was an alcoholic and he just pushed an awful lot of buttons. Um, he So basically the only way he could make a living was he was getting paid to write things, but he wasn't given credit. And um, so that was his big thing. And, and he, he wrote uh, the screenplay for, for Citizen Kane. Um, Gary Oldman uh, is, it plays Herman Mankiewicz. Uh, Amanda Seyfried is in it. Gary Oldman does okay. a really great job. Um, Gary Oldman does a really good job in everything. He really does because he, he's, he's that good of um, um, almost like, uh, 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 oh, my gosh, why my uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Johnny Depp. John, yeah, Johnny Depp. Where he gets so ingrained in the characters that he does, you sometimes oh, okay, yeah. don't. He's way better than Johnny. Like, Depp. yeah, <laughs> you sometimes don't visually recognize who the actor actually is, like at first glance, right. because he just okay. he's so into it. Um, yeah, and and he did really great. Uh, fantastic. Um, it was a really good movie. If, if you're interested in, in that kind of thing. Uh, okay. Yes, Tenet, as we mentioned, um, we watched Jurassic World last night just because it was on, you know, of course, seen it a bunch of times, but it's 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 a good movie. I, I pick up new things yeah, on it every, every time I watch it. Um, I've not seen the second one. I think I've seen parts of it. The second one is actually on, I think, maybe even right now, um, because I they they promote it. It might be the first time that it's actually on, on uh, network. They promote it when we were watching Jurassic World and both Robin and I said, oh, we've never seen that. So I 
went through in, in the guide and, and set it to record. Um, and then uh, this morning, watch Starship Troopers because I also love that movie mm. endlessly. That, so that's a very underrated movie, and, and oh, I think a totally lot of people is. don't really get that there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of satirical content. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Would you that, like to know more? That, yeah, I love the <laughs> right. way they shot that. The <laughs> propaganda stuff thrown in was good. Yeah, yeah. like it was yeah. very satirical, and and I know so many people where that just went right over their heads, and I'm like, no, that that's supposed to be a throwback to like the old mm-hmm. World War II um, war propaganda films to get people to enlist and this and mm-hmm. that. Um, yep. Yeah, I watched that. Just completely different than the book. <laughs> Oh, it like, is like totally I yeah, completely different. Right. I, yeah. I sat down with the book finally for the first time a few years ago, and I'm like, "Holy cow! This is." I mean, Me the too. premise is the same. The very foundational premise, if you yeah. really unravel the whole thing, beyond that, vastly different. Vastly right. different. Yeah, yeah. I'd heard that, and the first time I read it, I'm like, "Is this the same?" No, I must pick up it. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he picked up the right. Exactly. Right yeah. 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 So that's all uh, I got. You know, uh, BattleBots. We oh, talked a little bots. bit about that. Since it's the end of the episode, I don't mind throwing this in because if people want to tune out at this point, you know, fine. Yeah, yeah. But, sure. Um, that, that was a. a we don't want to spoil anything for those who haven't maybe caught up yet, but. Um, for those Lou, of you who did watch it, Lou, did you watch this week's be... episode? Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. So for those who care about spoilers, uh, you know, I, I guess skip ahead, but we'll try not to actually spoil too much. But uh, so one robot, uh, the designer took a, a rather drastic design uh, change. Mm-hmm. to compensate against this other robot who's just like really big and, and really difficult to get. Cause it, this guy's robot is, it's a flipper. It, it gets up underneath your bot and, and uses a hydraulic arm. It flips you up in the air and damages you. But this other robot he's up against is huge. That's actually the name. Huge. That's the robot's <laughs> name. Right. Uh, but it, it's legitimately like huge. It's got these big flexible wheels that you like, mm-hmm. you can't even scoop under them to flip. Um, there's just nothing he can do against this robot. So he, he builds this big arm to kind of keep the robot at bay. Right. Yeah. And the idea is I'm just going to scoop him into a corner and just let him sit there the, the whole round. Yeah. And because I'm controlling the movement, that'll score me a few points with the judges and I'll win. And I won't tell you how things actually went, but just the fact that he did that at all, uh, very controversial. Yeah. Yeah. Really unprecedented mm-hmm. because the, the big thing, and there's something that came up earlier this season as well, uh, relative to a uh, bot who never got to use its primary weapon. And, and that's one of the, the points things is. Uh, damage that you cause with your primary weapon. They never got to it all. They wanted to. Something broke. So they never got to do it. And so that really became a controversial thing. And so then in this match, um, the primary weapon of of the battle bot who you know built this cow catcher thing was never used. Yeah, it wasn't fired. Um, so, yeah, so it just it made it really controversial to the extent that actually during the airing of the episode, the official BattleBots Twitter account said there will be rule changes next year. So That's they were not really happy with so it. It was so controversial yeah. that during yeah. the live airing, they're going to proactively tweet. Yeah. 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 Wow. And, and, you know. You know Oh, go ahead. Without having the history that you guys do with BattleBots, this is my first season of watching it, you know, actively for the season. Uh-huh. I had no problem with that. I thought, good for him. He found a way to... to it was inventive. ...to deal with this new bot that's a kind of a game-breaker to begin with. I mean, yeah. There there are, are definitely um, very logical points on both sides of the argument. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I, also, I, if, if the referee... Excuse me, if the referee gives you an instruction, <laughs> you damn well better follow it. Says, <laughs> yeah, you should have. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, it was. That, um, 
Although, you know, although it, at one point when when he backs off, point where I'm not touching him, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you. you know, yeah. Back to that point, he did. He backed off and said, "Okay, now what are you gonna do?" I mean, like, you know. like three inches, which still doesn't really. If, if Wait, he said go back to your go back to what? your starting box. Yeah, I know. It'd be different. He just said back off a little bit. He did. Uh, so, the, the, the thing is, is that the the intent of that rule is that you are not restricting the movement of your opponent. Right. Exactly. And right. in that case, he was. Even though you're saying, oh, well, he can still move. Sure, he can roll two inches forward and then two inches back to where he was. That's Is that really movement? No, that's not mm-hmm. that much movement. No, you're absolutely right. It, it's, um, you know, and it's funny. I mean, it's, yeah, BattleBots has been around for a number of seasons. Uh, and, you know, Eric and I were talking about it a bit before uh, we recorded here tonight. And, you know, when you consider that, like, okay, you look at uh, the NFL or the NHL or, you know, any, like, long-existing sport, rules are always getting tweaked and adjusted. Pretty much every season you're going to get some little rule changes here and there. Sometimes it's a player safety thing. Sometimes it's, a, you know, some coach or some player found some loophole that no one has caught in decades, and it's like, oh, yeah, right. no, you can't do that. Um, yeah. Or sometimes it's just simply because the game evolves. And, you know, we've seen it in hockey. We've seen it in in football that, you know, over a number of years, how the game is being played changes a little bit. And maybe it's not so entertaining to watch anymore because, like, defenses are getting really good. So the scoring is low. Okay, so what rules can we tweak or change to make the scoring higher? Uh, You know, But I think in a game like this, though, I'll, I'll call it a game or a sport. If you take boxing, mm-hmm. okay, there's not a lot of changes. You get one guy, and he's got gloves on both hands, and mm-hmm. he punches the other guy, who also mm-hmm. has gloves on both hands. So, th- yeah, there have been rule changes over the years, but not a lot because the nature of what you're doing, pretty basic. the prep work you go, you go through going into it, yeah. it's the same type of thing over and over again. BattleBots is one of those things like, if you've ever played Magic the Gathering, or the the X-Wing tabletop game. Mm-hmm. You are constructing and designing your robot or your X-Wing squadron or your deck mm-hmm. of, of collectible cards. Mm. So you end up with this metagame where mm. you get, and we've seen this before in BattleBots too, like everybody does um, horizontal spinners. Mm-hmm. So then next season people come back and they've got wedges on the front. Mm. And they've got flippers. And so then everybody does flippers and it's like, well, now I need a self-writing mechanism so that when I get flipped over, I can turn myself right back up again. Right, right. So then they do that. Everybody has a self-writing mechanism mm-hmm. or they can still drive when they're upside down. So the game adjusts based on all this meta. And BattleBots is very, very much that type of competition. But this season, there have been more controversial judges calls and more yeah. controversial actions taken by the the players than all of the other seasons combined. Like you were asking this when we talked about it a few weeks ago, Lou. Um, th- this is not typical. We we normally don't see this sort of uh, controversy on right. on the show. Yeah, yeah. No, and I get that. And I, but I think it's I think it's good to keep things fresh, though. I mean, I, like I said, I'm yeah. new to the series, so I don't have the historical view of it, but. Anytime somebody can figure out something that's making, I should say, anytime somebody figures out something that makes the the, the makers of the game or the or the the organization change what they're doing, I think is fantastic, because now it's got to evolve. Yes. And if I've if I've created that's something good. that that you can't deal with with the current rules, more power to me. I'm you know good on me for doing that because now you got to adapt to me. Right, and I think it's fantastic, and he's everybody on their toes. I mean, I feel bad for the kid with the with with with, with that huge bot, um, but you know what? I mean, when he brought that into the mix, what last year was his first year with that? I think they said, um, or year before. Yes, was it last, last year? year? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was a, that was a completely different bot, and everybody had to deal with that. No, I don't yeah. think they made any rules changes for that one, but. No, the bot wasn't necessarily overpowered or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, you're right. And, and this is going to force them to 
make sure that they continue to evolve the game in a way that they, they keep it competitive. And, and, and right. it was definitely a creative solution. And I appreciate yep. that. I don't think it stuck to the intent of the game, but then that's on the, the makers of the game to regulate that. Right. I, 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 do, I still have to say, though, when a judge tells you to back off, yeah, right, you right. don't sit there and argue with the ju- with the referee. You you do what the referee yeah. says. But you know, based on their on their scoring criteria, if if you come up with a bot that would allow you to avoid damage from the other player, and you could control the field, you'd win the the decision because if no damage is done by either bot, and you control the field, but damage got... gets you more points in so it's five points for damage, three points for aggression, and three mm-hmm. points for control. control. Other thing, control. Yeah. So he definitely controlled them, right? Um, and but let, let, let's take that fight out of for example. about the aggression part of it. But if huge got one hit on him with their weapon, one single hit, then they get the five points for damage. As long as it Hydra caused him again. Huh? As long as it caused damage, because I his mean, his weapon point, did even hit a Hydra. Is literally more damage than Hydra was going to do. True, true. So it's it's still a dangerous uh, game that they're playing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the idea all along was that he would win by decision. It it was a smart strategy. I I just mm-hmm. I understand why people are annoyed. So yeah. Uh, I, I actually just uh, now sent an email to uh, Farouk's agent to see if we can get him on the show again. Awesome. Awesome. And, you, you know, I, I just had two other thoughts on that last week's episode. Um, a couple, I think the first time, at least one was the first time um, com- combatant, I guess. That one with the fiberglass looked like kind of <laughs> carapace to it. I'm like, that didn't hold it very well, but oh, the one that basically exploded as soon as yeah. someone looked at it—that was yeah, wild. That was the one. That wasn't fiberglass. That was Kevlar. Kevlar, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It was Kevlar. It yeah. Tore apart like tissue paper. I was like, well, okay, yeah. good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. And then was it? I don't know. Maybe it was last week. The one that had that horizontal spinner, but like on an angle. Oh, the weapon got taken off by a vertical spin. I was like, that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it just goes to show you that the amount of kinetic energy that is built up in some of these bots and how it gets released is just phenomenal when you look at it, it's like oh crazy Christ. Yeah. oh it's it's wild i mean last season there were um you know i mean the the battle boxes is, is pretty big and it's like you know built out of like a a, a you know lexan kind of like a you know mm-hmm. bullet quote bulletproof kind of glass yeah shards of things have have actually punctured that glass broken it uh, you know, they've got fluorescent lights, protected fluorescent lights way, way, way up top above the battle box. Stuff has shot up there and shattered those those lights. Mm. Um, really, I mean, there's a cameras yeah. have been taken out, uh, yep. you know, stationary cameras that are inside the box have just been freaking destroyed. Uh, just really, really wild stuff. It's 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 very cool. It's a fun sport to watch. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get us off on a, a tangent about. Battle yeah. bots, but it's just, just so much fun to. You never about. have to apologize to me for that, ever. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the review show, I think. Yeah. Um, let us know what you've been watching. Hop into Discord and uh, go randomchatter.com slash Discord. There's a random chatter channel there, just like there are for all of the shows on the Random Chatter Podcast Network. And let us know what you've been watching. If there's something that you watch, even if not right now, but later on in the week, you're like, hey, that was really good. Share it. Come tell us. We want to watch it, too. So, um, I feel like there was a network announcement we were supposed to get to and didn't. Oh, we were going to talk about the uh, the Force Chatter stuff, but we'll save that for the next episode. But once again, I want to remind people if they subscribe to the Star Wars shows, we are rebranding those. Echo Base and Outer Rim are going to kind of consolidate. They're going to be called Force Chatter, but they will be the same show that you've been getting all along. Same shows, which will now be a show. It's all about the naming. It's not about the content. Just don't worry. Don't stress it. It's all going to be okay. And it's still going to be coming to you every week. So um, keep an eye out for that. 
Keep an eye out for the new MCU TV Indeed. series that has uh, just started up and is going to be hitting the ground running with the episode, the I guess two episodes of WandaVision coming out Friday, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So we, um, uh, John and I actually talked about this a little bit. We're just going to do one big supersized episode of, of MCU oh, TV okay. to cover both episodes of WandaVision. Nice. Awesome. All right, so definitely check that out. Subscribe either to the network feed. If you get the network feed for your audio podcasts, you're going to get the whole thing. If not, add that to your feed. Go do that right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that, that's going to be, that's also going to be something you're going to want to be in Discord to discuss. Trust me, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of really good stuff as we launch this next phase of the MCU. It's going to be awesome. Um, head over to randomchatter.com slash YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification button, hit the like button. If you're watching this right now and you like the episode and uh, you'll get notifications anytime we go live or post a new video to YouTube, we've got some uh, new stuff coming to YouTube very, very soon here. And, uh, also randomchatter.com slash Patreon a dollar a month because we're a nonprofit organization that actually makes you a member of the random chatter network. You are officially a member, and uh, that goes to offsetting the operations costs for the network. We don't pocket any of that. That goes straight into operating costs, and it unlocks a bunch of stuff for you in Discord. We've got additional levels there. Actually, the uh, the bonus subscriber and the um, the premium subscriber levels, there'll be additional bonus content coming out of that MCU TV show. Mm-hmm. So you will yes, definitely will. want to pick up. We did that for The Mandalorian. We're going to do that for MCU TV. We're going to be doing that for other content, too, even after WandaVision's gone. So uh, yeah. that'll definitely be worth your while. So check that out as well. But that's going to do it for Random Chatter. Stick around if you're here on YouTube for some other episodes. If you're listening to the audio podcast, we will be back again very, very soon. So stay tuned. And until then, take care. <laughs>